the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. This is Rob Black on 910 AM. It's a show primarily about money, but it's about a lot of other stuff, too. And if there's anything about it you don't like, it might be about your mama. Rob doesn't sell anything. He's not trying to get you to buy something. He's just telling you what he thinks. The decisions you make about your money are up to you. If you do something stupid, it's not his fault. And if you buy something and make a gajillion dollars from it, nice work, genius. It's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's the Rob Black Show. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Hopefully you're doing well today. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, let's listen to Armstrong and Getty on the way in, and I can't say that we could talk about Carrie Prejean. I know nothing about her. I know that she showed her hoo-hoo in a video to her boyfriend or something like that, and that's fascinating. She's a beautiful woman, but I can't figure out a money angle tied towards her. Maybe a little extortion, maybe a little scandal, but I, if I can't figure out a money angle, I ain't going to talk about it. So I'll, I'll give you that. Let's talk about, um, eh, I, I could talk a little bit about this. Yeah, you could talk about this. She's talking about showing your hoo hoo or your ha ha or your hoo 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 henny. Hi-yo! Playboy is putting themselves up for sale pretty aggressively. And it's pretty well known who the buyer would be if there's going to be a buyer. It's a company called Iconics. Iconics. And I guess I throw Playboy out there in large part. It's something we could all kind of relate to. We, we kind of know it's a product. And you could see that that product in the years, in the 1950s and 60s, it made an enormous amount of sense because there wasn't any competition. Um, you know, we were very conservative. Well, I, I think we still are on a lot of levels, a very conservative country. But uh, company thrived in the 70s, and they started showing us, you know, celebrities in the 80s, and we we got it. But that isn't a company that's just flat-out dying. There's no other way of saying it. It's just flat-out dying. And the big thing that they do now, believe it or not, is license their, their bunny image. That's a big business. Licensing the bunny. So Playboy said to be in talks with a company called Iconics, ultimately as a way out. Uh, lifestyle thing, just not gelling anymore. Circulation, the magazine down. I, if video killed the radio star, I'd say internet killed the porn magazine. I know, I know, you're saying. Okay, that's not your best start ever on the show. How about um, Lou Dobbs? Lou Dobbs famous for working with CNN for a long time. Lou Dobbs famous for his television show, Moneyline. Lou Dobbs' departure from CNN, not a surprise. He's been clashing with the network brass now, particularly CNN U.S. President John Klein. For some time, he's morphed from a business reporter to a bit of a populist. Question is, where is Dobbs going to go? I think it's going to be Fox Business. 
or Fox News. He's, he's, as we all get older, I think we become more opinionated. And we want to share our opinions with the world. And uh, his opinions kind of put him nicely in a box with Fox. He said he was considered a number of options, including running for, op- uh, running for office. He says, quote, I truly believe that the major issue of our time includes the growth of our middle class, the creation of more jobs, health care, immigration policy, the environment, climate change, our military involvement in Afghanistan and Iraq. Unfortunately, these issues are now defined in the public arena by partisanship and ideology rather than change that is best I can. And is for the important work of restoring inspiration to our great free society and our market economy, I will strive as well to be a leader in the national conversation. So it sounds like he's going to run for office, but it also sounds like maybe he's going to jump over to Fox. Dobbs has more than a year left in his contract with CNN, so it may not be instantaneous. Whether Dobbs has a no-compete clause in his contract that would prevent him from joining the competitor is not known. Interesting little statistic out on Apple today. And this just shows you how powerful they are. Apple Senior VP, he says their revenue per retail store... Around twenty six million retail store sales average about forty three hundred per square foot a year. Apple is the most dominant retail store space in the United States. You could look at Walmart and you could say, "Wow, that's as big as a uh, ten football fields." Apple stores are pretty tiny, but they pack a lot of punch in that pretty tiny. Let's talk about women. Women. I've already talked about women. I've already talked about Playboy, right? Playboy stock, by the way, up 33% on that news that they're rumored to be acquired. So, no girls allowed. No girls allowed. More women watch late night TV than men. Would you have thought that? I certainly wouldn't have. Actually, more women watch TV than men, period. Would you have thought that? I would not have thought that. But few women are on the writing staffs of the current crop of late-night shows. How many writers does Letterman have that are women? None. How many writers does Leno have are women? None. How many writers does Conan O'Brien have? Zippy. David Letterman's recent mess leads the New York Times to start looking at the demographics of the late-night joke writers. So, I don't know. The New York Times did a pretty funny piece on this today. If you jump over to nytimes.com, nytimes.com. And the big business story this hour of the day, it has to be Intel. Intel's going to pay off Silicon Valley rival AMD. You know Intel chips. Do you remember the, the old Intel campaign? Intel, um, Intel Inside? So when you bought a computer, you knew you were getting the premium. There was a company called AMD, but there was also a company called Cyrix at one point in time, which made CPUs that they just couldn't compete long enough. Intel just warmed down, kind of grinded them out, so to speak. Anyway, Intel's paying off AMD $1.25 billion to squash a legal battle. Ultimately, it was on Intel sales practices. What Intel would do is they'd say, okay, Dell, we want you to be an Intel house. And Dell would say, well, we have to have competition. And Intel says, well, what if we give you a 5% discount? And Dell says, well, we have to have competition. What if we give you a 10% discount? Well, deal. So, and that kind of practice is, is anti-competitive. Whether you're the gorilla or not, you can see it as slightly anti-competitive. I say they were just doing what they typically do, smaller, cheaper, faster each and every year, giving a discount to one of their biggest suppliers. Now, if you're AMD, you say, how can I break into that market? And ultimately, you can't. You can't compete on price. 
you can compete on performance, but not on price. So anyway, the settlement was announced today. AMD stock up 35% today. It's up big. Ultimately, uh, both of them make microprocessors that serve as the brain of computers, the CPU. It doesn't totally let Intel off the hook. They still have the New York Attorney General going after them. They still have Europe going after them. Biggest case in Europe, regulators have fined Intel a record $1.45 billion over what is described as Intel's illegal tactics to bully PC makers to choose Intel chips over AMD's. Now, EU spokesperson Jonathan Todd said the European Commission will take note of Intel's settlement with AMD, but that it does not change Intel's duty to comply with European antitrust law, so they're not off the hook. Now, the lawsuit with AMD, it reflected a long-standing accusation that Intel has you know, kept AMD's market share from rising no higher than 20% by threatening PC makers and offering financial incentives for avoiding AMD chips. Now, AMD's lawsuit quotes one manager from Toshiba who compared Intel's incentives to cocaine. <laughs> Isn't the money world great? Honestly, there was a, an analyst yesterday who said, people who think the market's going down, they're smoking dope. I mean, we do in the financial world. We are. We, there's color. It doesn't seem like there's color because you know you see the Gordon geckos and the suspending wearing freaks of the world out here, and you go money, 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 money. But yeah, there's some color in people in, in the world of money. Now, actually, Intel and AMD have settled before. Did you know this? In 1995, the companies they're headquartered mere miles over uh, from each other. Uh, 1995, AMD basically had the right to keep producing chips based on design known as x86 architecture. I don't know. The first computer I had was an 8086. Well, not the first computer that I had, but the first personal computer that I had was an 8086. Now, Intel risked heavier penalties if they lost, so they settled. Smart thing to do, typically. AMD struggling to whittle down $3.7 billion in debt and pull off a major restructuring. They could have found the trial prohibitively expensive, so they're out of it. Coming up a little later in the show, I got Kim Commando. We're going to talk about a person who was fired for responding to a complaint about a web design. Now, I don't know. That seems pretty harsh to me, but it does show you that we're living in interesting times. We're living in digital times, and some of those emails that you send out can come back and bite you in the butt. Bruce Bartlett's coming in at 11. We're going to talk a little bit about competitive practices known as Reaganomics. Do they work? Do they not work? You know, do you spend your way out of a recession? Is the government spending our way out of a recession right now? Is that a good idea, a bad idea? We're going to go back towards the, the Reagan era to look at the the uh, the new era that we're in, the Obama times. 800-345-5639. Get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Drask. I'm watching Channel 4 News. It's on the TV here. It's pretty funny. He looks like a big teddy bear, doesn't he? He's got that, that beard, that, that the hair. The hair is real. It looks like a toupee, but it's real. He's got good hair. He's got crazy thick hair. I don't have crazy thick hair anymore. When I was a younger man, I did, but no longer. I want to tell you about something I'm terribly, terribly, terribly excited about. I know you're saying, come on. Are you really all that excited about it? Yeah, I really am. There's a website called clicker.com. Clicker.com. And this is a website that does what I want a website to do. It's, you know, if I were to have 10 websites, this would be one of my top 10 websites kind of thing. Now, it's not a money website, but it's a testament 
of the popularity of online video, growing number of sites that serve the internet programs up, Clicker.com is officially coming out today. That doesn't mean that they're homosexual. It means that they're officially launching their website today. Now, helping people sort through the billions of available items that are out there. There's really a billion TV shows. Okay, maybe I'm making that up, but I, I, I don't have the statistics to prove that. But there's so many out there. Shows like Dexter are online. Did you know that? Hulu has got shows out there that, you know, are the shows that we watch. Clicker has its official launch at 1030 this morning. It's been conducting an invitation-only trial. I was in on that trial, and I really like what they have. Unlike most other guides, they let users, you know, they, where they direct users to online videos right there. This is a company that goes out to the web, finds out what's at Hulu, finds out what's at YouTube, finds out what's at Revision 3, and it directs users to legal content only. So, for instance, you know some of those nights on your DVR where you just don't have time to, to tape, you know, three shows. You just don't, you can't pull it off, right? You want to watch live sports, so, and you can't keep changing the channel. So if you miss an episode of 24, you can go to Hulu.com and boom, there you go. You got it. Now, again, it's directing users to legal content only. And I think that's the interesting thing about it. You know, uh, a TV show like uh, 24, it's got 48 minutes of programming and 12 minutes of commercials. When you watch it online, you only have to watch one minute of commercials. It's pretty cool. Now, Clicker's focus on full episodes means that its search engine is more likely to turn up what you're actually looking for. Google's video search is just not strong enough. Another strength is how well Clicker organizes information about the programs in its database. For instance, if you're searching for NCIS, you can follow by the links to NCIS Los Angeles. You can get the NCIS uh, original show. So you can. Uh, there's some pretty cool angles here. It's powerful. It should grow in utility as visitors use the site's wiki features to elaborate on programming notes. Excluding unofficial and unauthorized material, Clicker uh, is not as comprehensive as Google or OV Guide, but again, it makes the content providers happy. It doesn't have a lot of social tools going at this point in time, but it will develop the social tools. Again, Clicker.com, it's officially out there today. They're developing versions of its guides that will work on other devices and other screens. Could that get on a television at some point in time? Now, again... I've got a cable modem that's separate from my cable television, but why not have it in my television? And why not have television from the Internet delivered to my television? It's a pretty cool idea. I really like the idea. Now, Activision Blizzard, they've, uh, they've done what they, they were supposed to do. Remember how I had Gamer Girl in here yesterday? Gamer Girl came in and talked a little bit about Call of Duty franchise that Activision Blizzard has company sold over $310 million of video game in one day, just in the United States and the United Kingdom alone. So it's going to have a $500 million launch in the first week. There's no doubt about it. It shatters all opening day records on movies. It shatters all opening day records on video games. So it's pretty powerful. And again, it shows us that our society, the younger generation, is getting content and entertainment in different ways than, say, you and I did. I remember as a kid, I, I loved going to the movies and watching the, the previews of what's coming soon. Like that was that was a magical moment. I wanted because that was my entertainment. Movies were like the the uber entertainment. Now video games are starting to become a little bit more. They're eating up a little bit more piece of that pie. And who doesn't love pie? To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Now, the Wall Street Journal. They did a piece on what could hurt the economy going forward. Now, again, your job as an investor, your job as a money person is honestly, in my opinion, 
It's not about learning to be right. It's learning about what's coming down the road and positioning yourself for it. Of course you want to be right, but what you really want to do is compare everything that you do so that you understand the risk and you want to see what's coming down the road. Now, one of the things that's coming down the road is higher oil prices. And how could that derail us? Well, the IEA, the International Energy Agency, they looked at 2010 world oil demand and they said it's going to be slightly higher. So with demand's going to be higher. With higher demand, we'll see rise in crude prices. If sustained, that risk could smother the fragile economic recovery that's underway. Now, the agency said that it expects global oil demand to rise to about 86 million barrels a day next year, representing an upward revision of about 140,000 barrels a day. So, okay, that's, I'm throwing a lot of data at you, and I don't expect that to mean anything to you. Higher crude prices, though, could bring trouble. Because it's kind of like a tax, especially in the other parts of the world. Now, again, heard Carly Fiorina this morning on the Armstrong and Getty show, and she said when she was a a CEO of HP, she would be able to make a a plant in Uzbekistan, and she didn't say Uzbekistan, she said another country that I'm dropping the name on. She said that she could build a plant in Uzbekistan in, in six months. She says building a plant in the state of California, two and a half plus years, and you're still not guaranteed of anything because of all the permits, because of all the environmentalists, because of all the slowness. So she built plants overseas because it's easier and faster and ultimately cheaper. Now that we have those plants that the world has built outside of the United States, higher oil prices could retard those countries because to fire up a factory, it takes a lot of oil. If you're going to burn steel, it takes a lot of energy. Get the basic idea there. If you're going to stamp stuff, it takes a lot of energy. So higher oil could hurt the world. Not so much the United States, because we kind of look at it as tax, right? $4 gas, we drive a little less. $2 gas, we seem to drive a little bit more. So we kind of recurb it a little bit. Now, again, higher energy demand every single year outside the United States. We love our energy. Chomp, 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 like Pac-Man, right? So the recent price spike. Oil's gone this year. $50 to 60, 60 to 70, 70 to 60, back to 50, 50 to 80. So it's kind of spiked up recently. If it's further extended, it could derail the recovery. Because right now, what am I saying on, on radio and television? I'm saying more often than not, what I'm saying more often than not is that invest more of your money overseas because that's where the action is. I'm not saying invest 51% overseas and 49% here. I, it really depends on you. And we all differ. 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. We all have different time frames. Some of us are spenders. Some of us are savers. So I'm not telling you exactly what to do. I I can't do that. As well, you can understand. 800-345-5639. Now, high energy prices could derail the economic recovery worldwide, right? So we got that argument out. What's helping the economy right now? And why am I still invested? I know higher energy could derail us. One of the reasons I'm still invested is stories like this. The Bank of Korea has kept its benchmark interest rates unchanged at an all-time low of 2%. Now, keep in mind, in the United States, we're at one quarter of 1% or 0% on our overnight lending. Our government will print you money at one quarter of 1%. Not you, but banks. Banks will go out in, in the system. They'll, they'll take you know a 50%, mar- a 50 basis point markup. And they'll lend it to a brokerage firm, and a brokerage firm will take a 50 basis percent markup. And before you know it, it's 3, 4, 5% the cost of money to a, a local mortgage company who lends it to you at, say, 7, 8, 
So you get the idea. It's everyone gets their fingers in the pie in the process. So it starts low, and when it starts low, there's a little bit more risk that economies can take. Because when you're when your cost of money is two percent, you can lend it at nine percent and make money hand over fist. If your cost seven percent, you can lend it at nine percent and not make so much money. So worldwide. Except for Australia, and Australia is just starting to raise interest rates. Worldwide, central banks and banking heads of countries, they're, they're, they're keeping interest rates low, and that's very, very important. So um, that cheap cost of money is stimulative because it, it doesn't force banks to take more risk, but it allows them to take more risk. You get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800 800- Three four five five six three nine. You can find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com. We have a blog feature interactive thing at our website, talk910.com, talk910.com. Ooh, nice drums. You know I can play the drums? Not terribly well, but I can play the drums. <laughs> when I was in high school band, I got stuck playing the cymbal one year. You know the the cymbals. Pretty lame. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Coming up, Kim Commando. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial and sometimes... Cross over to that digital world. I already talked about a website that I think is really super cool called Clicker.com. Clicker.com and debuted today. And again, it goes out there and gets all the stuff that we really want off the internet as far as television shows, or it tells us where where it's going, so to speak. But right here, right now, let's bring in Digital Goddess, the one, the only Kim Commando. Kim, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. good. So, what's up in the world of of Miss Commando? Well, uh, everything digital, right? Everything <laughs> so, digital. Um, you know, one of the stories that I ran across, um, well, I ran across, I ran, run across a lot of interesting things, but one of the stories that I ran across this week that didn't get a lot of play in the United States was about American Airlines' website. That, and the power or the voice of what's happening on the Internet right now is that you've got American Airlines, you've got a, you've got a blogger, and you've got a web designer, okay? So these are right. the three people. And a blogger writes this lengthy open letter to American Airlines on his blog and suggests to them that, you know what, your web design on your on your site is just horrible. I'm so frustrated trying to use the American Airlines website to book some tickets. I'd like to go to I'd like to even use another airline, but I can't because you're the most convenient. And he goes on and on and on in this lengthy email and actually suggests that well here's the design that you need to have that will make it better. And your customers on this website are going to be happier, and you'll get more business, and you'll grow more hair, and all kinds of good stuff like that. Well, somebody else, a web designer, a contract employee for American Airlines, he sees this, and he says, you know what, you're right, to the blogger. There are a lot of problems with the website. And it's not so much that the airline is incompetent as much as it's the culture, but you know what, we are in the middle of redesigning the whole website. And I hope that you'll continue to do business with American Airlines, and I hope that you like the new website. And then American Airlines management gets a hold of this, right? Right. And they call the web designer, and they say, you know what? We don't like what you did. As a matter of fact, you breached your agreement with us, a nondisclosure agreement, by, and you breached it, so therefore we're going to fire you. 
So American Airlines fires the web designer who was coming to their benefit and trying to do some some online PR, I guess you'd say. And now everybody's up in arms that American Airlines fired the web designer and the bloggers ticked off and, and they still have a crappy website. So what's the lesson that we learned from this? Don't don't be careful what you do with digital emails. Um I think the lesson that we learn is that number one is that we need to know you need to know your company's policy about about your personal blog right and what you say personally when you're not on the clock and even during the clock, what happens online. Many companies they have blogging policies right now, and if you haven't visited your company policy, it might be time for you to go down to HR and say, "You know what I just want to take a look at it um, and maybe get a copy of it. And then the other thing you have to remember is that that this really could have been handled a better way. Um, like for example, and and I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but a couple of months ago, I I, I think I did. I was talking about that I I had climbed Camelback and uh-huh. gotten a little dehydrated, and Propel sent me cases of Propel because I just mentioned it on my Facebook. Is that it, that our marketing right now for your your whether it's your station, your product, your small business, is that it has to include the online elements as well, and you have to know what people are saying about you online, and you actually have to respond to that. And maybe American Airlines, a better re- response to this guy, say, you know what, I, I, we know that you're trying to help us, but in the future we would like to maybe have a company statement instead of an individual statement. But they really could have handled this a better way. It's interesting that you say that because I do a radio show and a TV show, and oftentimes I, I trash my TV show um, on radio, and sometimes I'll, tra- <laughs> I'll trash radio management on TV kind of thing. You know, I kind of use one against the other. Well, you know, and and a lot of folks do, and 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 you can do that. I just hope you don't you don't get fired because I'm starting to like you. Oh, that's that's very kind of you. <laughs> let's let's talk about the anonymity angle here. A lot of us you think have none. <laughs> even if you you go online as Mister X, you really don't have anonymity anymore because it could be traced back to your IP. Yes, and there are so many cases in the courts right now. There's one in Chicago. If, guy left an anonymous posting that defamed somebody on a Chicago newspaper website. And and we know that Google has released the name of some bloggers that were anonymous with a, a model. Uh, you know, wh- whatever you do online, it can be traced back to you. And because everything ha- leaves a digital trace and these little digital cookies. So you might be smart and you think, well, you know what, I'm going to use a proxy service. And They've got names like Tor and Jap, and basically, instead of it being you at your computer in in the bay, it's uh, you at your computer at the bay, except all your traffic's being routed through Amsterdam, for example. But you know what? If they really wanted to find you, they could go find you, because guess what? In order to get to the Amsterdam computer, you have to start somewhere, don't you? So, uh, So it's like all these little cookies and traces that you leave along the way. And so you might think that you're being clever and you're really smart and you're being anonymous, when in reality, if somebody wanted to find you, uh, they they could. Okay. Now... What do we recommend for us to be more private? If we, if you're one of those people that want to be private, is there an angle for us to take, or you just think honesty is the best way? Because I'm not. Well, I'm, you, you know, you can try the tour and the Japs and the anonymizer services. Okay. And you're probably are 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 going to remain anonymous to a certain point, but if you cross that legal line, you will be found out. Okay. And if somebody has a legal means to pursue it, then you probably will be found out. Now you're sure. Okay, go ahead. I know. I was going to say probably with all certainty, 
Uh, these are the tools that are available to the common man, and I can only imagine what our government has. Yeah, it's, it's interesting watching the, the whole Internet mature um, because I remember I, I used to have a TV, Kim, that when the knob fell off, you'd have to use like a pair of pliers to turn the channels. <laughs> and now you can watch TV on the Internet. So it's, it's, it changes our culture. It changes us ever so slowly, and, and, and bloggers have to be careful. And, and just speaking of TV, I mean, Sony made a big announcement this past week that the movie Cloudy with a Side of Meatballs, it's an animated flick, that normally after it goes to the theaters, it goes straight to Blu-ray DVD. Right. It seems like in three days, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh, with this particular movie, it's not going straight to DVD. It's going straight online. And nope. so after it goes online, then it will go to DVD. And again, it's it's a tinkering of the release window, and it's a tinkering that's ever so subtle and it's ever so slight, but it's changing our lives. We've got to pay attention to it, and that's why you have a show. I do. I've got a big show. I'm a digital goddess. 468 stations now. Um, where's, that and, rank, where's that rank you in the top 10 as far as syndicated stations? You're not as big you know, as Rush, I would imagine. Yeah, you go, well, Rush has five something or another. But, can, can you take them? Um, but I think the I think where what I think is interesting is that the audience that I garner one day a week, uh, say you know because that's a, it's a weekend show, is the audience that I garner over the weekend is equivalent to many Monday through Friday shows. Yeah. When you start adding it all up, and so it's but yeah, talk about everything digital. I don't talk about politics, the swine flu. <laughs> How about Carrie Prejean? You talk about Carrie Prejean? No, you know what that girl? She just wants. I was looking at her on the Today Show, and I, you know she just wants publicity so darn. She wants to be a star so badly. She just can't stand it. Absolutely. And uh, so here was her. You know, every it's like she she just. She needs to go to college, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, this weekend we're going to be talking about we have guests coming. Speaking of privacy, yes. that you have guests coming for the holidays. And, and I don't know if it's happened to you, but it happens to me where a relative comes to you and says, do you mind if I borrow your computer? And in the back of your mind you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I really do mind. But you don't have the chutzpah to say that. So you say, uh, okay. But meanwhile, you're thinking, I hope they don't peer into my, my Microsoft money or my Quicken accounts and my email. Well, there are ways that you can let guests use your computer or your PC or your Mac, and we're going to talk about that. And you give them basically a guest account so they're not allowed to peer in any of your private files or install any software or badware or malware. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that this weekend. And you, know what's, you, know what's funny, you know what's funny about that, Kim? You, you, you worry about Quicken money. I worry about my porn stash online. <laughs> Well, you know, I kind of wanted to say that. I know, I know. So but you don't really, it's like, you know... You're still getting comfortable with me. You're, you're, you're being polite. I'm trying to be polite. I mean, because I don't know if you're really into that whole thing. You know, but you, if you have, like, those little secret files. I think every 12-year-old boy is into that kind of thing, <laughs> and men remain 12-year-old boys from the day we turn 12. <laughs> All right, so you don't want anybody to see your porn stats. Exactly. So how to make sure that they, they don't do that. Um, we're going to talk about getting Wi-Fi for free, Internet access for free, and um, some deals on electronics coming on Black Friday. And uh, also on tap, some video games for the kids that are actually Kim and Santa approved. So, okay. we so want to make sure that I'm assuming you're not going to I'm assuming that you're not going to approve Call of Duty 4 because the, the <laughs> opening scene where you get to play a terrorist and kill thousands of innocent people at an airport. You know, I'm just not thinking that's a good, healthy, family-friendly game. <laughs> you know, there, there, are, there are better games to play. I hear you. But I, I, I want to be a terrorist, and I like porn, so <laughs> you're, you're learning more about me. 
<laughs> you know, well, I'll have to I'll have to think of how we, how I can bring that together in something. To, you know, the the naked terrorist. There you go. Thanks very much, Kim. <laughs> See you later, Rob. People can find Kim Commando at kimcommando.com. It's spelled with K's. And she's on this very station Sundays from 1 to 3. 1 to 3. She's got great content. Digital lifestyle. Come on. I mean, we live in the 21st century. It's a digital lifestyle for sure. She's also on Sundays 9 to midnight. But I think that 1 to 3 is probably an easier chance to catch. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 345 Five six three nine. It's Rob Black Show. We want some calls. Take a break here. We'll be right back. I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no handlebars. Look at me, look at me, hands in the air like it's good to be alive. And I'm a famous rapper, even when the past are all crooked. I can show you how to do si do. Show you how to scratch a record. I can take apart the remote control, but I can almost put it back together. I can tie knives and cherry stem. I can tell you about Lee Erickson. I know all the words to De Colores, and I'm proud to be an American. Me and my friends are platypus. Me and my this song really goes somewhere kind of fun. Starts out innocent, riding your bike with no handlebars. It ends with destroying the world with a nuclear strike. It basically tells you the, the power of America and how you know we can make computers and do wonderful things, but ultimately we make things to destroy things. <laughs> we don't use our crazy innovation and creativity to make cars that float. No, we use our crazy innovation and technology to destroy the world. So I don't know. It's the Flowbots. I think it's a cool song. I think it's one of the better songs um, that came out in 2008. Now, Applied Materials became a very big Silicon Valley company, third biggest one, to announce major layoffs this week. Um, Adobe did as well. Santa Clara-based Apply, the world's maker, uh, largest maker of semiconductor equipment. They said they're going to cut 1,300 to 1,500 jobs, 10 to 12% of their global workforce. I know that Adobe said 300 locally. That's a lot of, you know, when I hear that, I go, ooh, that's not good for San Jose real estate. Ooh, that's not good for Santa Clara real estate. I, that's my life looks at things in, in numeric levels. Um, with that said, I think California's a, a lovely state, but we're cutting back pretty hard. Electronic arts in Redwood City, cutting back. A lot of layoffs, a lot of layoffs. And to me, I think they're going to continue. That's one of the reasons I like technology stocks. Now, again, my job in the show is to show you how to invest and get a big enough nest egg to get to retirement. One of the first things you have to, I mean, this is biblical. This is, you know, Ten Commandments kind of big. When the 10-year treasury is under 4%, you invest in stocks. That's, that could be one of the Ten Commandments. I wonder if I could be Moses. How heretical would that be? I could be the Moses of money. You know how I want to be the, the white Oprah? Or the male Oprah? I want to be the white male Oprah. <laughs> so, although I'm not, she could be a male. She could be one of those freaky hermaphrodites that later in life turns into a man. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, I'm totally digressing. Um, job cuts. Job cuts, another one of those commandments, are good for stocks. I know you hate that, but if the company can get by without it, they increase their productivity. Now, what you don't want to do is cut so many jobs and have demand come roaring back. What this is telling us is that the staffing levels of 2007 were too high and we're not going back to those levels anytime soon. 
This is telling us, I mean, you can learn a lot from job cuts. Yes, it sucks that your neighbor lost his job. Absolutely. Losing your job stinks. Hey, it's Seabass. Hey, everybody, it's Seabass. Sebastian Goons. So, um... It's fun working in this radio station because you literally walk by stars and Sebastian Kuhn's big, big star of traffic, huge star of traffic. So, um, you know him, you've loved him, you've heard him for years and years and years and years. I see him. He's, he's like a fish to me outside my little fishbowl. Anyway, um, big job cuts. Job cuts tell you a lot more than just, oh no, my, my poor neighbor. Boo-hoo, my poor neighbor. Uh, it tells you that people aren't expecting demand to come back because, you know, when demand does come back, you can hire temporary workers. Now, uh, hiring of temporary workers is up for the last three months. It's a nice trend. It, hiring temporary workers in the United States is telling us at some point in time, they're not going to be temporary. They're going to be real workers. So, but companies kind of put their toe in the big, in their, their big toe. Speaking of big toes, toes don't age terribly well, do they? Anyway, um, you get to put your toe in the water. By hiring temporary workers. So hiring, it's, it's, a, it's one of the positive signs. Okay, let's talk about the state of California. There's a great, great, great research report out there today. And uh, I'm sad there's no phone calls. 800-345-5639. There's sad panda bear. I'm a sad panda bear. I'm a sad panda bear. Have you seen that cartoon dog cat on Nickelodeon? Who thinks of that kind of stuff? I mean, seriously, that's the most disturbing image I've seen in years. What happened to the Fred Flintstones? When I was a kid, I watched the Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. And I loved that. I always was more of a Barney and Betty. I always wanted to see Betty, you know, more of Betty. She was, she was too much in the background. But now that you, can, you get cartoons like Dog Cat. Dog Cat. One of my favorite lines from uh, being a child, and I, I remember my childhood wonderfully, was uh, Fred and Barney, they're, they're going to Rock Vegas. They're going to Las Vegas. So, and uh, they're driving in the desert. And they're, you know, they're driving in the desert. And they come up uh, upon this little teeny tiny stream. And uh, it says the Grand Canyon. Soon to be the Grand Canyon. And uh, Fred looks at Barney and says, Hey, it's nothing now. But they say in a couple thousand years, it's going to be really a doozy of a spectacle. I don't know. I just, I, I like that. that. As a kid, that always stuck with me. So, Grand Canyon, very feminine image. 800-345-5639. If Misery Loves Company, the Pew Center came out with a study today saying, California, you should feel comfortable. We're no longer in a league of our own. Nine states risking California-style fiscal peril. Nine other states. Our, our, our government is so screwed. Our tax versus our spending, it's so wonky. Now, a new study by the nonpartisan Pew... It's called Beyond California, States in Financial Peril. They are listed alphabetically. I don't know why. But Arizona's got problems. Florida's got problems. Illinois's got problems. Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, Oregon, Rhode Island, Wisconsin. Now, the Pew scored all 50 states based on six factors that contributed substantially to California's ongoing fiscal woes. High foreclosure rates, increasing joblessness, loss of state revenues, the relative size of the budget gaps, legal obstacles to balance budgets, i.e. Uh, supermajority requirements for any and all tax increases or budget bills, and poor money management practices. Now, California, of course, scored worst of all, but it was closely followed by interesting Arizona, Rhode Island, Michigan. Now, all states are slightly different. You can understand why we have a problem. Like Nevada, for instance, they're on this list because their whole economy, not their whole economy, but 60% of their economy, what do you think 60% of the economy of Nevada is tied to? Gambling. So Nevada's unique gaming-based economy, it's in jeopardy. State budget relies on gambling and sales taxes to provide 60% of their revenue. Now, year-over-year revenues have fallen for two consecutive years. That's a record. 
But changes to the tax system are difficult to make because, unlike most states, Nevada has written some of its tax laws into the state constitution. So increasing the sales tax or adding an income tax, for example, it's nearly impossible because it requires voters to amend the constitution. Now, I've got family that lives in Nevada, and I'll be quite honest with you. I'm not going to say Reno is a dump, but parts of Reno are a dump. Um, did I just trash Reno? Did I throw Reno under the under the, the proverbial Rob bus? I got to get a bus, by the way. I, wouldn't that be great to see Rob Black on 101 with a bus that I could throw things under? Um, yeah, I just threw Reno under the bus, so to speak. Woo woo. Anyway, um, another state that's the, the totally dragon for different reasons. Again, California, we got immigration issues, we got tax laws issues. Oh, what I was going to say is Nevada's a great state to retire in because the tax laws are written into the Constitution. Senior citizens know what their tax is going to be almost nothing. So anyway, um, Arizona. Economic news has grown bleaker with state revenues sinking in the last two years. Arizona's lawmakers relied on one-time fixes to balance their budget instead of making long-term changes. In part, they're hamstrung by voter-imposed spending constraints, a tax structure highly reliant on a growing economy, and a series of tax cuts made in the 1990s limited revenue. Now, the writing's on the wall. Policymakers still have not decided how to bridge the $1 billion gap in the current fiscal year's budget. Now, again, that's not nearly as bad as California. California is so pathetic. As far as our, our state government, uh, we're so pathetic that we're starting to tax income checks. They're starting to tax our our, tech, our, our checks at a 10% higher rate so they can get the money now because you're too stupid to go change your holdings. That's what they're assuming, your withholdings. Now, you'll get a bigger rebate at the end of the year, but that's how pathetic we are. That's That's nothing more than financial engineering. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. All states are slightly different. Now, again, back to Nevada real quick. What job is there? That's why I buy real estate where jobs are. I like job-friendly states. I want some real estate in North Carolina, in Washington, based on the job-friendliness of the tax structure. Jobs create higher wages. Higher wages create more demand for good real estate or real estate that's close to the jobs. That's what I do. So much to think about. Tomorrow, Dan Rusnowski. Ooh, and I'm going to have soccer superstar Joe Cannon in studio. Good looking man. 800 345 5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 345 5639. It's Rob Black Show. Talk 910.com. 910 a.m. More stimulating talk. I think I saw Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.